present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week in High Wycombe, a town boasting a rich and varied past. The very name High Wycombe has an interesting derivation. The Saxon word wick means a small village community. Coombe was the Celtic word for a small depression or hollow, while the Middle English high has the same meaning as today. <laughs> Hence the literal translation, hello villagers who live in a hole. The area's, the area's wealth was built on the manufacture of traditional furnishings and High Wycombe quickly became known as the furniture capital of England. And then with the growth in demand for chests of drawers and fancy footstools, Wycombe was elevated to the tall boy and poof capital of Europe. <laughs> Close by, close by is Wickham Air Park. This houses a fine collection of vintage aircraft, including the Vickers Boxkite biplane, which one Bert Hinkler flew here in 1921. Racing the express train from London, he won by a full 11 minutes. <laughs> now aged 103, Mr. Hinkler celebrated by repeating the event in October <laughs> this year. and beat the train by seven and a half hours. <laughs> it, would have been, it would have been more, but the train kept falling off his bike. <laughs> the Chiltern Hills are famous for the health-giving properties of their fine spring waters, but when bottles were recently discovered to contain urine, they were quickly withdrawn from supermarket shelves and moved round to the own brand lager section. <laughs> The area is also home to many celebrities, including Sporty Spice, Noel Gallagher, and Kate Moss. And according to the official guide, our own Tim Brooke Taylor lives within spitting distance. <laughs> so while he wipes himself down, let's <laughs> meet the other team members. On my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And with Tim on my right, Jeremy Hardy. And as our lovely scorer settles down on my left hand, <laughs> please welcome the delightful Samantha. <laughs> right, let's get on with it then with a round called Missed Hits. <laughs> all program makers need a good title to explain exactly what their show is all about. We only have to hear the words you and yours to know that we're in for a fascinating 60-minute look at the world of possessive pronouns. <laughs> the week in Westminster neatly sums up our elected politicians. Um, and what better title than Test Match Special to describe Indian fast bowlers providing the results of next week's cricket match. <laughs> However, great titles aren't universal, so teams... I'd like your suggestions, please, of TV or radio programs, films, plays, and so on, likely to fail for want of a decent title. Barry, will you start, please? Schindler's Lisp. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. 
Walking with Dinah Rod. <laughs> Great. There's the uh, follow-up to the perfect storm. The absolute shower. <laughs> Tim, who wants to be a milliner? <laughs> I may have mentioned, I can't remember, that I missed an Oscar by that when I wrote the film script Shakespeare in Hove. <laughs> Saving private railways. The Witches of Gatwick. <laughs> Anne Whittacombe Uncovered. <laughs> Gardeners Question Tim. <laughs> Two little known plays by Oscar Mild. The Importance of Being Kevin. <laughs> and Lady Windermere's Fan Belt. HMS Pinochet. The lion, the witch, and the flat pack dressing table within the corner. Is that all? Peter Mandelson, International Man of Mystery. <laughs> Syphilis in Seattle. Okay, the teams are going to sing for us now in a game called One Song to the Tune of Another. You'd, you'd have to be lacking even a basic knowledge of harmony and rhythm to fail to grasp this concept. So listen up, Jeremy. <laughs> a song is comprised of two main constituents, the words and the tune, a bit like a bottle of shampoo and conditioner, in fact. The shampoo element can be envisaged as the words, cleaning the grease and grime from our hair, although obviously the words of a song don't literally do that. This is supported by the conditioner, leaving our locks shiny and manageable and eliminating unsightly split ends, in the same way that the tune supports the words, except that words don't suffer from split ends. <laughs> now, teams, I can see you've grasped the basics already, but yes, there is... There is one question that still needs an answer. What about dandruff? <laughs> well, even the best quality shampoo and conditioner won't always guarantee to rid us of an unsightly irritant that keeps coming back no matter how hard you try. <laughs> At the piano, Colin Sell. Okay. Barry, we'll start with you. Would you please sing the words of Bebopalula to the tune of We'll Gather Lilacs? Bebopalula, she's my baby. Bebopalula, I don't mean maybe. Bebopalula, she's my baby. Bebopalula, I don't mean maybe. Bebopalula, she's my baby love. My baby love, my baby love. She's the girl in the red, blue jeans. She's the queen of all 
Okay, it's you now, Tim. Would you please sing the words of Whiter Shade of Pale by Prokel Harum to the tune of We're Off to See the Wizard. <laughs> We skip the light fandango, turn cartwheels cross the floor. I was feeling kinda seasick, but the crowd called out for more. The room was humming harder as the ceiling flew away. When we called out oh, for another drink, the waiter bought a tray. <laughs> and, and so it was that later, as the meddler told his tale, oh, hey, Okay, Graham now, would you please sing the words of Joe Dolce's Shut Up You Face to the tune of Que Sera Sera. <laughs> when I was a boy, just about a fifth grade, Mama used to say, don't stay out late with the bad boys, always shoot a pool. Giuseppe, don't funk a school. A boy, it make me seek all the things I gotta do. I can't get no kicks, always gotta follow rules. Boy, it make me sick. Just to make a lousy box I gotta feel like a fool And mama used to say What's the matter you, hey? Got no respect What do you think you do? Why you look so bad? It's not so bad uh, Shut up your face <laughs> Oh, I've finished. <laughs> Jeremy, reducing the words of Cool for Cats by Squeeze to the tune of Windmills of Your Mind. <laughs> Seems unlikely. <laughs> the Indians send signals from the rocks above the pass. The cowboys take position in the bushes and the grass. The squaw is with the corporal, she is tied against the tree. She doesn't mind the language, it's the beating she don't need. She lets loose all the horses when the corporal is asleep. And he wakes to find fires dead and arrows in his axe. And Davy Crockett rides around. And says it's cool for cats. The next round is called Living Art, and in it the teams are going to share their knowledge of fine art. In fact, the teams are surprisingly knowledgeable in the field of art. While recently painting in Ireland, an expert told Jeremy his seascape could easily be mistaken for a bacon. It was just where the paint had gone streaky in the rain. <laughs> Tim spends a lot of his time in front of a bowl of fruit filling in his still life. 
but his agent says things should improve soon. <laughs> Graham is an expert on the Cubist School, thanks to his job at the Early Learning Centre. <laughs> and Barry was telling us he recently attended evening classes where he painted a young lady in the nude. Well, I say nude, he didn't actually take his socks off. Gotta <laughs> have somewhere to put your brushes. <laughs> Okay, teams, I'd like you each to perform for us a living representation of a famous work of art for the opposing team to guess. Tim and Jeremy, you're the first, and your piece is being relayed to the studio audience via the technical wizardry of the laser display board. <laughs> While for listeners at home, here's the mystery voice. Rodaz, the kiss. Rodaz, the kiss. So if you care to assume the positions... Just, just give us um, a minute to get ready. Yeah. Um, sorry, Excuse um, me. Oh, God. Oh, it's chilly, isn't it? Oh, I like those. Where did you get those? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, m and them. <laughs> yeah. Now, who's going to be whom? Um, is that a birthmark? <laughs> no. What is it, then? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a mole. It's a tattoo. It's a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> a tattoo of a mole. That's right. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Right, and that's where he lives. Yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, one of them blind. Yeah. <laughs> What's, that? What's that? Oh, that's my appendix. Shouldn't that be inside? Oh, God. <laughs> I'll be the one that sits on the marble. Careful now. <laughs> Oh, now you've lost it. I have to. <laughs> I've won that. <laughs> yes. Look, wh which one am I going to be? Which do you want to be? You look fairly dominating to me. All right, I'll, all right, I'll, be, I'll be him then. All right, well, I'll be her. you be her. <laughs> it, it is cold, isn't it? It is cold, They're yeah. Gone, like cocktail yeah, sausages. Yeah, uh, no tongues. Right, um, right, here we go. <laughs> all right, here we go. Was that all right? Oh, well, good for me. <laughs> Have you finished? I'm just getting my jodhpurs back on. Right, I'll put my socks on then. Mm. Oh, they've, they've, got, they've got brushes in them. <laughs> Must be the kiss, mustn't it? Yes. Barry and Graham, the title of a further work of art will be displayed to the audience via the laser display board, and here's the mystery voice of her. Tracy Emmons' bed. Tracy Emmons' bed. Barry and Graham, please start your physical reproduction now. <laughs> it's a work of art. And uh, we're hiding under it. Yeah. <clears throat> Has she gone yet? I don't care. I'm not staying here. No. Oh, dear. Hasn't she got a hoover? <laughs> What's this? Oh, oh please. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind, but here's the other two. Oh, no! <laughs> no, no, no. What? Two Japanese blokes bouncing about on it oh. now. <laughs> Not again. The end. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. You would be below the picture, did you say? We the were hard. Under the... Piece. But is it really art, this? Is it really? This kind of... 
There are two Japanese blokes. Two Japanese blokes, and one went into a chemist and said, <laughs> <laughs> "We're not very close to this." Time's up. <laughs> you were very close when you said, "But is it art?" Yes. It's, it's by Damien Hirst. Uh, Paul Simon. Ah, very good. It is by Damien Hirst. No. <laughs> Are you a huge piece of sculpture? No. 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 The Millennium no. Dome. A little bed-sized piece little of bed sculpture. Little bed-sized thing. Yes. Time's up. Oh, right. <laughs> Tracy Emin got anything oh. to do. <laughs> what time do you call this? <laughs> Could you just remind me what the Japanese blokes were doing again? They bounced up and down on a bed. Don't you remember? Two you Japanese guys, performance artists, they came in and bounced up and down. <laughs> it's rather like the two Japanese guys who met in the street and one said, Ahakiba, and the other said, Odoa, and the first one said, Abakiha, and the other one said, Obatua. Oh, you've heard it. Sorry. <laughs> Finally, Jim and Jeremy, one last artwork for you now. Its title is now being displayed to the audience, and here once more is the mystery voice for listeners at home. Whistler's Mother. Whistler's mother. Okay, Tim and Jeremy, please begin your body sculpture now. <whistles> Shut up! Sorry, Mum. <laughs> Whistler's bed. <laughs> just, just above it. Whistler. It's arrangement in grey and black. Yes, Whistler's mother. Correct. Yeah. Okay, let's try another round. Oh, uh. And I know our audience will whoop with joy when I tell them that Heems are going to write resignation letters. <laughs> and gasp in disappointment when I tell them the letters aren't their own. <laughs> in our modern, fast-moving world, companies often retain high flyers in their jobs with large contract bonuses. And in fact, our own Barry Cryer was once tied to a post by golden handcuffs. At least that was how he was discovered during the police raid. <laughs> but when it does come to making a career move, it's important to use the right words. So, teams, I'd like you please to suggest letters of resignation that might have been penned by famous people, both past and present, or by ordinary folk, to well-known organisations. And, Tim, will you start, please? Uh, Henry VIII, um, I'm leaving as I feel it's inappropriate that I should continue as chairman of Relate. <laughs> Ludwig van Beethoven, now that I've gone completely deaf, BT have offered me a job in directory inquiries. <laughs> Got one here from Michael Portillo saying I'd like to create an opening for a younger man. <laughs> <laughs> There's one from Dirty Harry. <laughs> there is. Uh, when I said, go ahead, punk, make my day, I thought we were alone in the gents. There's <laughs> one here from, from Bertie Bassett. <laughs> I'm leaving for all sorts of reasons. <laughs> There's one here from Peter Mandelson. No, that's ridiculous. That would never happen. Um, <laughs> 
There's one here from Yasser Arafat. Um, I've decided to go back to playing the drums with the Beatles. <laughs> one here to Alcoholics Anonymous. I resign. Cheers. <laughs> These are meant to be fictional, Barry. <laughs> The editor of the Daily Mail, I've been doing a lot of thinking. <laughs> Van Gogh, I must give up my work, my glasses keep falling off. <laughs> we have one here from William of Orange which says, I'm worried that some people might be taking me too seriously. <laughs> from, uh, from Anne Widdicombe. Oh yeah. Politics is no career for the new face of Estee Lauder. <laughs> Cynthia Payne, I'm alarmed at the number of politicians entering the profession. <laughs> the teams are going to perform musically for us now. The round's called Swanee Kazoo, where the teams combine the delicate trill of the Swanee whistle with the chirpy buzz of the kazoo. Yes, Swanee and Kazoo. Two words that go together as naturally as cannon and ball, little and large, or long and forgotten. <laughs> Piano accompaniment will be provided as ever by Colin Sell, who was telling us that following a recent course, he now knows Handel's work. <laughs> what great training days they run in B&Q's door department. Barry and Graham, we'll start with you. Will you please provide us with a version of When I Was a Lad from Gilbert and Sullivan's oh. HMS Pinafore to feature Barry Cryer on Kazoo and Graham Garden on Swanee Whistle. <laughs> Will you please provide us with a version of The Lion Sleeps Tonight, featuring Tim Brooke Taylor on the Swanee Whistle and Jeremy Hardy on the Kazoo.
Well, I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's still time to announce the late arrivals at the military ball. Samantha has to nip out to meet a nice old colonel who's promised to show her his parade ground and might even let her inspect his privates. <laughs> So while she's away enjoying that, I'll ask the teams to announce the late arrivals at a society ball for soldiers and other military personnel. Fully welcome Mr. and Mrs. Terry Manoeuvres and their daughter, Millie Terry Manoeuvres. <laughs> Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Do you think you are, you miserable little man? And their only son, Hugh, that's... Who do you think you are? <laughs> miserable little man. And from Germany, we have Frau and Herr... Matic weapon and, and their son, automatic weapon. All the way from Spain, oh, yeah. Senor and Senora pace forward and their son, Juan, pace forward. <laughs> and really welcome, please, from yeah. the Light Brigade, Mr. and Mrs. Lee Gonward and their son, Arthur Lee Gonward. <laughs> And please welcome Mr. and Mrs. Voidable Civilian Casualties and their daughter, Anna Voidable Civilian Casualties. Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. D. Beaches and their son, Norman D. <laughs> and here come Mr. and Mrs. Nade. Oh, yeah? Yes, and their furious son, Angry Nade. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Ertrat and their son, <laughs> Des Ertrat. Used to be Field Marshal Montgomery's personal choir boy. Wrote a book called I Was Monty's Treble. <laughs> and a very warm welcome, please, for Mr. and Mrs. This Minute. And their son, <laughs> their son, Brigadier This Minute. <laughs> Will you please bend your knees for the Princess Maureen and Queen Maureen? They're the Royal Marines. <laughs> Little more respect, please. Two old chums over there. Mr. and Mrs. Toffiser. <laughs> Their son, Warren Toffiser. <laughs> A particular welcome, please, for Mr. and Mrs. Bennett, two years natural service would teach these young hooligans a thing or two. <laughs> and their son, Gordon oh. Bennett, two years natural service teaches And so, ladies and gentlemen, as the sleeping princess of time lies undisturbed on the pea of fate, <laughs> thanks, of course, to the rubber bedsheet of eternity. <laughs> I notice it's the end of the show. So from the team, Samantha, myself, and the fine folk of High Wycombe, it's goodbye. Barry Pryor, Graham Garden, Jeremy Hardy, and Tim Brooke Taylor were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, and the producer was John Naismith. <laughs>